What's your name? Rebecca. And how old are you? Six. And why is Jesus better than anything else? He lives in heaven and he's strong and mighty. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. I'm so glad to be back again on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast with you. How are you doing today? Good. Awesome. Well, um, I know the last couple of weeks we got to do the Pilgrim's Progress special episodes, but this time we're going to go back to the Bible and we're going to share a story from 2 Kings chapters 5. Through Naaman. <laughs> yes, chapter five about Naaman. So, Naaman was an army commander of the king of Aram, so he was not an Israelite. He, he was very important to his master, and he was highly respected because the Lord had actually helped him win the battle over Aram's enemies. And do you think that some of their enemies were some Israelites? Yeah. So he was a really brave soldier, but is there anything you want to tell us about him? He was a leper. <laughs> yeah, he had that skin disease called leprosy. Yeah, I and I don't mean one of those leopards with spots that you have to oh, watch out for. A leopard, not a leper. <laughs> so, um... So the groups of some groups of soldiers from Aram had marched out and on in one of their battles they had captured a young girl from Israel and she became a servant of Naaman's wife and that girl told the woman something Do you want to tell us about it that she wished uh, he could go to Elisha he would make him feel better Oh, so she said, if he goes and sees this prophet in Samaria, he would heal my master of the skin disease. So then Naaman went to see his own master, his own boss, and told him what the girl from Israel had said. So then the king of Aram said, I think you should go. I'll give you a letter to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman left and he took 750 pounds of silver and 150 pounds of gold and 10 sets of clothes. And he carried that letter to the king of Israel. And it said, I'm sending my servant Naaman to you with this letter. I want you to heal him of his skin disease. And what happened when the king read the, of Israel read the letter? He tore his rope. Yeah. And he said, am I God? Can I kill people and bring them back to life? 
why did why did that king send someone to be healed of his skin disease? He must be trying to pick a fight with me. And what happened when Elisha heard what the king of Israel had done? He said, why did you tear your robe like this? Yeah. He said, send, send that man to me. Then he will know there's a prophet in Israel. So then what did Naaman do? He went. Mm-hmm. And he took his horses and chariots and all of his stuff that he brought, and he stopped at the door of Elisha's house. And did Elisha come out? No. What happened? He sent a servant. And what did the servant say? To watch in that stinky, slimy, swampy, gross swamp. Jordan River? Yeah. Seven times, and then his skin would be healed, and he'd be pure and clean again. And then he was like, (laughs) angry. Naaman was angry, and he said, I sure wish Elijah would come out to me. What did he think Elijah would do? Wave his hand over him, and just, boom, skin healed. Uh Uh-huh. And he said, what about these other rivers, the Abana and Parfar rivers in Damascus? Aren't they better than the rivers of Israel? Couldn't I wash in those rivers and and be pure and clean? So he turned and walked away. Yeah, and he was still angry. But then Naaman's servants came over. Yeah, and they said... It, that if he asked him to do something really amazing, he would he would probably do it. And then they, they, he only said to wash in the Jordan River. So he should be more... Uh, more than willing? Yeah, to do that. To obey what Elisha said? Yeah. So then did, was Naaman angry anymore? No. What did he do? He washed in the river. Seven times. And did he do exactly what the man of God had told him to do? Yeah. And what happened? His skin was as soft as a baby. That's right. It was made pure and clean, and his disease was all gone. And... So then Naaman and all the people with him went back to the man of God. So Naaman stood in front of Elisha and said, Now I know that there's no God anywhere in the world except in Israel. Yeah, and he said, Please can you take this gift? And he begged. Yeah. And so the prophet said, I serve the Lord. Elisha said, you can be sure that he lives, and you can be just as sure that I won't accept a gift from you. And so Naaman kept begging him. So then did, did Elisha take it? No, 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 no. So then Naaman said, well, I can see you won't accept a gift, but he actually asked for something. Do you remember what he asked for? He asked for some soil.
So he wanted some soil so that he could build an altar to bring burnt offerings and sacrifices to the one true God. He said, I'm not going to offer any sacrifices to any other God again. I'll only bring them to the Lord. I'll worship him in his own soil. That's why you wanted the soil, because you wanted some land from Israel to worship God on. And did you know that I've got a loose tooth? Finn, you do? Yeah. Wow. See? (laughs) Cool. Looks like it's about to come out. So, but then what, what was Naaman saying about that he would need God's forgiveness? From when he had to build onto that false god. Yeah, because he served his master, and his master worshipped a false god, Ramon. And he said that he would lean on Naaman's arm. And so then when Naaman bowed, when, when, the, when the master bowed down, Naaman would kind of have to bow down too. And so he said, I hope the Lord will forgive me for that. And Elisha said, go in peace. So then Naaman started off on his way. And Elisha's servant, Gehazi, said to himself, My master was too easy on Naaman from Aram. He should have accepted the gift Naaman brought. I'm going to run after him. I'm going to get something from him. And that's just as sure as the Lord is alive. So what did Gehazi do? He lied to Elisha. Uh, Before that. He hurried after Naaman. And so Naaman saw him, and he got down from the chariot to greet him. He said, is everything all right? Gehazi said, everything's all right. But then Gehazi said, my master sent me to say, two young men from the group of the prophets have just come to me. They've come from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them 75 pounds of silver and two sets of clothes. So did Naaman give it to him? Yeah, and he, wait, he gave twice as many, right? Yeah, and he said, Gehazi, please accept this. He, so he tied up 150 pounds of silver in two bags and gave Gehazi two sets of clothes, and he put it on his servants, and they carried it ahead of Gehazi, and... Um, so then Gehazi came to the hill where Elisha lived. And the servants handed the things over to Gehazi, and he put them away in Elisha's Elisha's house. And he sent the men away and went back inside the house. And what happened when he saw Elisha? What did Elisha say? He, uh, Gehazi told a lie. Elisha said, Gehazi, where have you been? What did Gehazi say? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. And Elisha said, didn't my spirit go with you? I know that the man got down from his chariot to greet you. Is this the time for you to accept money or clothes? Is it the time to take olive groves, vineyards, flocks, or herds? Is it the time to accept male and female slaves? And then what happened? He told uh, Gehazi that he would have Naaman's skin disease. That's right. 
And then Gehazi left Elisha and he had Naaman's skin disease. His skin had become as white as snow. Wow. Some really happy and some really sad things happen in our story today. So let's so Finn, let's talk about some of those choices that people made. What choice did the slave girl from Israel make in our story today? She cared about Naaman. That's right. And she actually believed that God um, had power and that he could send his power to heal through Elisha. The king of Israel tore his robes because the king of Aram had wanted him to heal Naaman. He didn't even think about Elisha. Elisha was the one who actually had to send a message to Naaman saying, come over here. So what choices did Naaman make in our story? He chose to be angry. That's right. I mean, first he did, you know, listen to the servant girl and he did go and approach the king. And then he did also go to Elisha's house. But when the messenger came out, he wasn't very happy. He didn't want to do something easy or take a message from a servant. And so he actually had to become like a child in faith, kind of like the the little girl in the story who told him about Elisha. She had the faith that God could heal. Well, what about Gehazi? What choice did he make? To lie. Yeah, why do you think he did that? He wanted to get rewards. That's right. Elisha didn't want a gift because he wasn't the one who healed Naaman. He knew that God was the one who healed Naaman. But Gehazi thought he should get something from, you know, since the people of Aram were like their enemies. Um, But even though like Naaman decided to worship the one true God after he was healed, which, which is what the purpose of life is for people to know and worship God. And Gehazi just kind of wanted to cash in on a miracle that God had done. Well, what about God? What did you notice about God in the story, Finn? He healed Naaman. That's right. So are you saying like in the Old Testament, he didn't just heal Israelites? Yeah. Ah, He cared about people who weren't Israelites, to know that he was the real and true God. And, you know, in the beginning of our story, it even said that God was the one who was giving the people of Aram and the Syrians victory in battle. Well, what do you think God is instructing us to do through the story, uh, Finn? How do you think we should be different after after listening to what God did for Naaman. To not get angry when you will, when someone asks you to do something. Yeah, that that would be a good thing to remember. You know, sometimes I think about if obedience and doing God's will isn't really as hard or complicated as I think it is. Because as believers, we have the holy the holy spirit when jesus went back into heaven he promised to send his spirit into our hearts for those who believe in him and so 
Um, He's the one who enables us to obey and to help us even want to do what's right. So do you think God really just wants us to trust and obey him? No, he wants us to love him and to serve him. Yeah. What makes obeying God hard? Uh, when you get persecuted. Oh, yeah. Do you ever get persecuted at school? Sometimes. What happens? When Crook puts a disguise on me when I'm not even looking in of himself and then did, um, sometimes he just, so, he does that for two reasons. One, he wants to get me in trouble. Two, he wants to know the answer for his math problems. Oh, so he, he does things to try to get you in trouble, so then it's hard to, um, it's hard to be kind to him. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, I think for me, sometimes I start to get scared about things. I, you know, sometimes I'm even scared I won't be able to get everything done that I want to get done. And um, in the Bible, it says to trust God. That seems pretty simple. But a lot of times I think, well, it shouldn't be that easy. Or... You know, I mean, yeah, I know I'm supposed to pray about it, but I don't actually, I don't know if it's really going to work. So maybe I should just try something, try something harder. Why not read the Bible? Yeah. That also sometimes seems like, wow, well, that's a simple answer to a complicated problem. But you're right, Finn. That's what God calls us to, to trust and obey. And when Naaman did that, he was able to be free from that skin disease that he'd carried around. Just like when we place our trust in Christ, we don't do any works, but God brings healing and brings life to our dead hearts. Well, um... Finn, would you like to thank God for our story today? Yes. Okay. Let's pray, boys and girls. Could you help me love Croak? Yes, Lord. Thank you for the things that you're doing in Finn's life. Thank you for what you did in Naaman's life. And that even though he wasn't an Israelite, you still sent that slave girl to tell him about Elisha so that he could know about the one true God. I pray that you would help us not to think that praying or reading the Bible is just too simple and easy and that we have to do, you know, way harder things. Um, But we pray that you would help us to trust and obey you. And we pray that for the boys and girls too. Amen. All right, Finn, thanks so much for helping me with the story today. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. And I wanted to say a big thank you to The Renegade Life for being the newest Patreon supporter. Thanks so much 
to you and to all the other patrons who help to keep this podcast going.